Check, check, test, test. Yeah, like this. All right, welcome, welcome to EM Over Easy. Today we just have the two of us. Yeah, Drew's uh, decided to choose his sleeping um, over being up with us this early. Although he does have to work today, said, and it's the he's he's been on a rough stretch. Yeah. It's, it, I will I will give it to him, but he is jealous that he's not here this morning. Yeah. So we'll talk about something that doesn't really need him to be here. I guess yeah. is probably the best way to go about it. This is also uh, my inaugural attempt at recording and editing, so that Andy isn't doing all of the work. Uh, so if there's any technical problems, blame him as being a bad teacher and not me. Oh, so nice. I love that under the bus there. It's good to lead him with that. And my wife appreciates that I will no longer be the only person at this. <laughs> so, uh, so today is July 1st, the magic day um, where interns begin and where everybody moves up a year. Uh, and also where attendings begin. That's right. Um, last night, it, I actually stayed up till midnight um, to celebrate no longer being a resident. Um, my wife and I had a little toast of root beer as the as the the clock got chimed midnight to uh, to celebrate. Congratulations! Yeah, no, it's uh, crazy that it's been 12 years uh, since this all started, and uh, got exactly where I wanted to be. So no complaints. I mean, so you're sitting here, you're up at night, you're having a toast with your wife. I still can't even imagine. I, I know it's a year away from me, but I can't imagine what it's like to feel like done. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I don't really know. How, like, there's, these are emotions I don't know what it feels like before. <laughs> it's it's uncharted territory for exactly. us because yeah. for however many years in a row now we've been in school education, some form or fashion. Yeah. Awesome. We have food. Thank you. I don't know where to go with this. Yeah, just just a pause. So we're in the key of C major. We have a signature of four four. We're going 120 beats per minute. This makes no sense. Garage bands for music is not for podcasters necessarily, but... Oh, man, I always wanted to be a music person, but maybe I should re, uh, recalibrate my desires. Yes. We're um, on bar 70, beat 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4. <laughs> Tanner learning anxiously about garage band. I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. Yeah. I don't even remember where we were talking. We got distracted by amazing, delicious so, food. Yeah, so. so we were talking about... How, you know, uh, this... The craziness. The craziness of graduation and how this is a feeling I don't know what to feel before because, like we talked about, for the last 12 years, it's been, all right, there's been a countdown, and the countdown is over. Every chapter was ending. It was, you know, sad, exciting, but the new chapter was starting. You knew exactly what it was because you've been working to get to that spot, and now that you're at, like, kind of the spot, there's no, like, major, I have to learn throughout or I have to, you know, study, work, whatever, hard for this. It's, well, I've gotten there. Yeah. I still have to work. Still have to work. Still have to learn. Still have to learn. Still have to go make some money. Um, still have to provide for my family. But, no, it's it's odd because uh, my wife and I celebrated last night at midnight, and then uh, at about, like, 12.15, my phone goes off and says, graduation, zero, 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 zero. <laughs> and I was, like, imagining that there was going to be, like, some party pop out of my phone and people were going to show up and... It didn't happen. It was myself, my wife, my kids were asleep, and I think that's probably the uh, not that it's the wrong, not that it's bad, but it's just the truth is that it yesterday happened and today happened, and now I'm in attending, and there's there's not going to be a big party, there's not going to be you know a big you know hooray because 
and don't be looking for that because uh, you'll have your you'll have your hospital graduation, you'll have your program graduation, you'll have dinners with friends. But then once you arrive, you arrive. You don't you don't need it's, a party. It's anymore. not like it's not like graduation from med school where yeah. there's like this big group giant yeah. feeling of celebration and, yeah. and parties are thrown or yeah. like graduation from high school. I, I remember yeah. I remember a high school graduation party and like throwing it with a couple friends. Yeah. And it was a big deal. A big and deal. college was also yeah. a big deal. Yeah. With, you know, all of my roommates. Every family and member yeah. you could think of showed up. Um, it was, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah. This is a little bit different. It's one of those kind of like subtle sail off into the sunset type of things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, it's been it's been a whirlwind of emotions, um, but I've been mostly been excited just to get started with the new phase of my life. It's one of those that um, there are no more countdowns. Um, if anything, it's uh, I've, I sat down yesterday when I got off my shift and kind of calendared out for you know the next eighteen months of what my professional goals are and things that we have to do. Gosh, you're always so prepared. <laughs> I know, it's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> it really is. We um, try to keep up with you, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm prepared 18 months in advance. Yeah, I'm trying to, um, I'm going on this vacation with my family that we've been trying to take for a long time, and um, and I'm I'm trying to mark out some time to work, and so I'm writing down this schedule with my wife, and we're going over all our itinerary, and every time I write, like, a work block hour, she would just erase it. <laughs> and then I'd be like, well, I have to do some stuff, and I'd put it in another work line, and, she's, and she'd just erase it, so... I'm hoping over the next three weeks I don't have nothing to do with, with work. That will probably not happen. But um, my hope is if it happens, it'll be in small aliquots over the course of the time. I have faith in your wife to erase any sort of attempt that you try on their trip. Yes. So let's do uh, a couple of uh, associations. Okay. Over the course of residency, I'm just going to give you a couple moments. I want you to see if you can figure out what, what works for you. So. Yeah. Uh, do can you think of the most scary moment you had during residency? Yeah, I um, I still think of, I think about it almost on a regular basis. It was a bounce back. Um, it was a young patient that uh, I had seen with an attending. We had did an appropriate workup. We thought everything was was fine. They responded to our initial therapy. Um, we said, hey, you know, you're, you're, everything looks good. You're young. You're healthy. You're gonna you're gonna get feeling better. Um, and then a couple weeks later, they came back in full cardiac arrest. Um, there was some information that we had elicited for that was not given to us because there was another family member in the room, and they did not want to share that with them present. Um, and that would have been one of those paradigm shifts that sure. that one piece of information takes us down a completely different path. Yeah. And because it wasn't given to us, um, despite being asked for, um, it really kind of changed the management of the patient to where, again, we went to the, oh, you're feeling better, you're fine, There's, you know, your risks are very, very low. And then they came back in full cardiac arrest. Crazy. That really, that one piece of really one piece of information would changed have everything. Changed everything, and it kind of made me rethink the the whole idea that um, we have to make sure we're asking our patients the right amount of the right questions. Because yeah. if we don't, they're not going to give it to us unless we ask for it. Yeah. Scary, man. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. where literally you know everything until the patient doesn't tell you something, yeah. and then it doesn't matter because then you know nothing compared yeah. to what you need to. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so how about grossest moment? Grossest moment. Um, oddly, uh, it's been within this last year. You, you would think the grossest moment happens in turn year and slowly things get less know, gross. I've had a couple, like one every year, that just stick out in my mind. Yeah. They all deal with poop, yeah. too, for me. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, um, uh, there's few grosser things than having your arm ha halfway up a person's rectum um, disimpacting um, uh, a brick of stool. The people around us are going, what are they talking about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So okay. grossest moment. Yeah. That's that's yeah, still it. It's yeah. funny how that that one procedure probably is the one that is 
on the top of most people's list for yeah. worst case scenario. And before that was a poop. <laughs> and before that it was poop. <laughs> and before that it was poop. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. So grossest moment, how about we do something like what is one of the funniest moments you can remember? Funniest moments in residency. So, I love putting you on the spot so you can't actually, like, have this prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are all honest answers and also answers he may not have thought about ever. <laughs> so, one, one of my funniest moments of residency, I was working with our program director, Bill Frazier. Um, we were working the Green Pod shift, which we know are sometimes not the most exciting shifts. No. Um, and I come around a corner and I find him with the face of a CPR dummy. Like he's literally just around the corner waiting for me to come around the corner. And then he says, hello, Clary. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. And it was literally one of like the, I just stopped and laughed. And and just laughed and laughed. Um, And so, yeah, that's got to be one of the, I mean, there's other funny moments. I mean, residency in in and of itself is fun. The stuff that comes out of people's mouths. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. The way they try to barter with you to get what they want or for you not to put things in their medical document. Like, Bar none, other funny things, but that's one of the one of the more funnier moments where I like wasn't expecting there to be anything funny in there. So, how about uh, one of the? I was gonna say I was gonna do one of the best cases that sticks out in your mind, but you always talking about best cases. So I don't know if that's is there one case that you will always say was like my residency case, or is that too? I mean, that's really a vague question. That's a very big. That's a very big question. Um, and yeah, there's there's one that I could think of. Uh, it was a a young kid that came in in uh, cardiac arrest, um, or c- came in uh, found by found by police seizing in his car. Um, they couldn't unlock the door. They called EMS. They broke the window. Got in. He was actually in VFib. Um, and, and, and those of you know that sometimes VFib patients look like they're seizing just because their whole body is kind of trying to react to this. Um, this fatal heart rhythm and came in and um, we worked him for about 20 minutes and wasn't really getting a response um, and we floated a pacemaker kind of as a last ditch effort um, to try to overdrive pace him and it worked it was one of those like hmm that worked uh, truly but we were you know this one young 23 year old that we were gonna call like we would we had done everything we could think of we had shocked him we had given him all the resuscitative medicines we could think of we did full H's and T's and we were like hey you know why don't we just try Floating the pacer on this guy. He's young. Maybe he'll respond to localized electricity versus pads. And we got him back and then um, sent him upstairs. Uh, he walked out of the hospital four days later with an ICD. It's crazy. Um, I took care of him about a month later. He came in for a cough and was concerned his ICT had, his ICD had been you know misplaced or one of the leads had come out. And it was just truly one of those moments that I got to actually see like this guy was dead. Yeah. And I actually didn't I actually didn't recognize him when he came in. He came in and. The name was kind of familiar. Well, I mean, when somebody's walking and talking, yeah, it, it's yeah. different looking. And it's because he didn't recognize me either. But I walk in, and his mom's like, "Hey, Doctor Little," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I don't know who you are." And she's like, "Well, don't you remember my son? He was dead a month ago." And I was like, and then I put two and two together that this was a guy who had literally been that's crazy um, dead when I saw him, and I got to see him later down the road, and I actually ran into his girlfriend at the grocery store two months ago, and. Um, uh, everything's fine. Still doing good. So, still doing good. Cool. So, yeah. And then, and then I want to throw in another case. There was a case my second year. You know, it's I know. <laughs> Tanner, this is what I was <laughs> waiting for. This is why I was like, should I ask this question? Because we'll be here for another seventeen hours. All right. So <laughs> the other case that I'm like the most proud of is is that I had a patient come in with with EMS, 
that had a concerning story that would have, again, one of those pieces of information that if we take for what at face value what we're given, it takes us down a different path. And it was a 48-year-old lady came in with uh, EMS. She had syncopized at a, at a birthday party. Um, EMS got in their report from family that she worked for a chronic pain clinic. They gave her some Narcan, and she woke up. So they painted they painted this big picture of, oh, she's just a drug user, you know, she yeah, and but she comes in and she is just acting out of proportion, you know, and nursing's like, oh, she's just a drug user, let's put her, you know, we're busy, we only have one bed open, we want to keep it open for a resuscitation, um, won't we just put her out in one of our triage rooms, or she'll be in a room, but she won't actually be getting treated, and there was just something I was like, this lady just doesn't look right, you know, um, she's she's uh, she's from a. An ethnic background that they typically don't come in with these kind of complaints. Yeah. So I just, my spidey sense went off to where something isn't right. Mm. And so I argued with nursing. I said, she needs to be in a room. So we get her in a room, and sure enough, her pressure is 270 over 180. She's got a sub- massive subarachnoid hemorrhage with uncle herniation. And we tube her, and we send her over. And then, again, I see her at the grocery store two months later, and she's up and talking. I even realize her. She's like, hello, Dr. Little. What from grocery the first store are you going to I that just, everyone goes to? Just trying to go. <laughs> um, but I see her in the produce section, and she just runs over and gives me a big hug. And, and I'm like, I don't who are you? And, and she's like, oh, I'm the lady that you, you know, she kind of tells me the story. And I'm like, oh, and it was one of those, like, moments that, yeah. you know, that when you get, when you rely on good information and you listen to your spidey sense, which we all have, our gestalt's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that when you listen to it, you're typically not going to make the wrong decision. So, yeah. So does that mean that Spider-Man is your favorite superhero or? Well, I think it's just mostly because nobody's ever like put Spidey sense. Like there's no other, like, like Iron Man doesn't have one. Iron uh, sense. Iron. Uh, <laughs> Tanner just made up a new word. Iron sense. Uh, Batman's got. Bat sense. Bat, yeah. Again, there's nobody or, else. Or echolocation, depending on how you want to say Echolocation. Yeah. I mean, Superman's probably the next best thing because he can Super listen sense. to everything. But nobody's ever put their... Wolverine sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do this all you're, you're making up all these superhero <laughs> senses that have never been put ever in that context. Um, so no, if we're going to talk about superheroes, by far, my favorite superhero is probably Thor. Thor? Yeah, by, I mean... I've never heard someone actually say that. God of Thunder, magic ham- hammer that he can only lift up. Like, come on, like... Huh? That's... Yeah. Uh, it, you know? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's, lightning he's a, storms when he's when a good he enters, dude. I just have never heard someone yeah. say Thor is number yeah. one. Yeah, he, he looks to the sky and asks for a rainbow, and he gets one, and it takes him somewhere magical. <laughs> I mean, come on. Wait, yeah. he really can control rainbows? That's... It, isn't that what a light bridge is? Is a rainbow? I don't know. That's true. That's a good point. I <laughs> yeah. never really thought of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Light bridge, rainbow. Yeah. I just assumed light. Yeah. He's got like massive arms that I wish I could have. But you can yeah. if yeah. you really wanted them. Yeah. I probably you should could. just be on ortho for three months straight. <laughs> That's right. I would probably get bigger on ortho if I did that for three months. So. So what else you got? What other word associations? That's what I was trying to think of, and then I got distracted with superheroes. It's, <laughs> So with you being a fourth year, let me ask you a word association. Yeah. Biggest fear of fourth year? Um, I think anytime you're in residency, you, you always have a fear of failure and not, not being ready for the next step. Uh, that doesn't go away when you graduate, by the way. And, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that's just natural for, especially nowadays, natural for physicians to just be fearful of failing. Mm-hmm. And that failing can be various things. It can be, you know, failing to document something correctly. It can yeah. be failing a patient and diagnosing them incorrectly. It can be failing somebody and they die, whatever it's going to be. Or just failure to feel prepared. I don't know. There's, that's, that's 
it's really vague answer, but I think that's always the context that comes up in your mind, yeah. or my mind at least, when I'm thinking about that kind of stuff. Well, and, I, and you mentioned it's a vague answer. I think it's also the right answer. You know, it's the um, at least in my in in my experience, my fear of failing is one of my biggest motivators to be better. Exactly. You know, and so the fact that that's your biggest worry means that you're concerned that you want to improve this year. You talk to a lot of people, and that's that's what they say, and it's and it's a realistic thing though because if you're afraid to fail and you are constantly worried about it you're going to push yourself to always be a better doctor yeah. better physician better person yeah. yeah it's just like you know in marriage i'm afraid of failure of our marriage so yeah. not that i think our our marriage is going to fail that makes but, you love you. <laughs> but it's, it's that thing is because of that i always want to continue to work and try to make our relationship better and, yeah. and strive like that's it's the same concept just yeah. different context and it's i don't know failure is a big motivator yeah and incredibly terrifying at the yeah. same time. Um, next one. What are you looking forward to most as a fourth year? Like, what's the thing that you're just going to walk in and it's it's going to be your the thing that makes you excited? Honestly, I, I think having a little more chance to do a bit more education. Yeah. Um, last night we had our kind of intern welcome party thing, and it was one of the most surreal and awesome moments because I was so excited to meet these new interns and talk with them and see their bright-eyed, bushy-tailed faces and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but they were also nervous and wanted to ask questions and all this kind of, you yeah. know, just very, uh, I don't know, to me that's the fun stuff. That's the yeah. stuff that you have gone through your entire residency so far and then now you have an opportunity to kind of like pay it forward and yeah. give it back to the people that are just starting. Yeah, no, if I look back on the one of my more rewarding things as a fourth year was um, you get to kind of sit back and watch people more because, you know, you're you're at the top of the program and people people don't question you as much and you really spend a lot more time passively watching other people learn and it reminded me um, uh, this last week I, I, I volunteered at Boy Scout camp every summer and I was I was teaching the canoeing merit badge and I had a little 11 year old in my, in my group and we're doing the swim check where you have to swim out and you have to tread water and, and he was mortified of having to tread water for five minutes and so we're out there and I'm talking him through it and and uh, he's he's screaming and he's just like Andy. He's telling me that he hates me because I'm making him stay out there. And I was like, Look, this is the hardest part of what we do today. We tread water for five minutes, then we get to have fun and play in canoes. Um, and, and, and as we're as we're as we're walking back to the side of the the pond, he's crying and he's he's mad that I made him do this. Um, and so he takes a little break, but then he comes out and he's like, Can I get in a canoe? And I said, Well, you passed your swim check. Let's come out. And then the next three hours. He was just excited to learn and yeah. got through the hard stuff. And that's where, as a fourth year, you saw that a lot, either whether it was rotating students or off-service interns or even residents in our program where the light bulb comes on. Yep. And where they go from being mortified and scared and to the point of where they're at their edge to where they now feel comfortable. Um, you know, I had, I had that opportunity two weeks ago. One of our interns who I have loved since the moment I met them, um, they're one of the people that, that worries a ton. And they're always where they're not going to be the best. And then we had a code come in, and they ran it. And it was just fun to see. I was in. I was in with them with their first code of residency. Yeah. And then just the dramatic change. Some, some of the changes. Eleven months. Incredible. They went from being a scared little puppy in the corner of not wanting to touch the patient for fear they were going to harm them to yeah. running it like a boss at the head of the bed. And it's. And to me, that's like the awesome transformation of why teaching. Why one reason why I want to stay on this faculty is because that's that. Give, that's my high is yeah. seeing people. Have their light bulb come there's, on. There's so. some huge, amazing rush of teaching somebody, yeah. and when it clicks, yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so no. Well, we should probably close down here so I can get to 
further chief duties this morning. But uh, orientation of some newbies. Congratulations on graduation. Thank you. Try to not suck. That's right. <laughs> Try not to suck. That's the that's the uh, the referendum for my first year as an attendant. Yeah. Try not to suck. I think you'll do just fine. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We look forward to future episodes.